Hello world, welcome back to Golf Subpar with Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz. And if you don't like watching golf right now, something is seriously wrong with you because what has been going on on the PGA Tour is so damn exciting. Dude, I was glued to the TV for all four and a half, how many hours of coverage they had. I watched every second of the Arnold Palmer Invitational on Sunday, and it was electrifying. These designated events since they came out it's the first year we've had them kind of a new look nobody knew what to expect these last three i don't even really count maui because it's a little bit different but phoenix la bay hill now have been unbelievable how good they've been the leaderboards have been fantastic the drama coming down the stretch has been incredible the first two you get you know world number one world number two scotty scheffler john rom going at it winning one each then you come to bay hill you get whatever you want to call him cinderella story underdog you know he's not the name you'd expect looking at that leaderboard to come away with that thing it's been a perfect mix of like exactly what i think the pga tour hoped they would be i don't know why at this point they need to change these things they're going just about as good as human i'm locked into these things they feel bigger probably because the bigger purses or maybe you know all the best players are there they feel bigger to me watching them i'm sure they feel that way to other people too but i'm with you dude i'm like this is exactly what you want you're getting the best shit possible on the pga tour right now don't mess with it if it ain't broke don't fix it we got the best players in the world it seems like they're battling in week in week out and then obviously the pga tour announces that they're going to change some stuff for the designated events there's going to be limited fields no cuts which i think is a horrible idea yep um, but we'll see what happens you know hopefully it's not too late that they can maybe possibly go change their mind when they see how happy everyone is with these designated events how great the ratings are how everyone on twitter Social media is talking about, this is fascinating. This is exactly what we wanted. We got Roy McIlroy, Scotty Scheffler trying to chase down Kirk Kitayama. Jordan Spieth was in there as well. At one point, it looked like it could possibly be a six, seven, eight-way playoff. I thought we were going to get the mother of all playoffs yeah. at one point, which would not have pissed me off. I mean, we had what Rory, Harris, Cantlay, Spieth, Scheffler, Hatton. There was a situation where all those guys were going, and Kitayama. Yeah, John Rom, what the hell were you doing? Rom. Where were you? Turns out he's human. Yeah. But I'm like, what do you want from these things, man? This is as good as it's going to get. I think it's the best, the most, I, I, the most I've been into golf tournaments in a non-major in a long time. And that's three, three weeks out of, you know, the last three of whatever. I agree. And that's why I wish we would just sit back a little bit and just wait and see kind of what happens um, with, with a few more of these events because they're fascinating. And we're, we haven't even got to the majors yet. We're at the players this week. This is the preview. This is the yeah. appetizers, dude. This and uh, it's course. been going so good, man. But congratulations to Kurt Kitayama picking up his first win and his 50th start on the PGA Tour. So happy for him. I've known the kid for a long time. Um, not the most textbook-looking action, but my God, he just knows how to grind it out. When his the, the swing requires a lot of timing, and when that timing's on, he plays incredibly well. He's not scared to miss quite a few cuts, but then he gets up there. And he contends. He's up to 19th in the world now. Hits bombs. Crazy bombs for 5-7. Call him Quadzilla. And yeah, the golf swing is a little different than what you see with most of the guys. The bowed wrist, kind of the shut face, rotation, all that. He's an open, super high left arm at the top. But damn, he creates a lot of speed. Uh, putts it good. Lag putting is unbelievable. And I mean, quite frankly, going into the last day, you look at that leaderboard, there probably weren't a whole lot of people being like, I bet you it's Kitayama yeah. at the end, especially after the triple on yeah. nine. Be like, well, he had his run. It was too much. One of these other guys is going to win it. No, and that's why I think they're so awesome. It's like we've seen the two big names with, with Scotty and John win. Now you got something different, and he held them all off. It was it was awesome. If you're, I mean, you go back to Phoenix, you throw in Nick Taylor in there. Yep. I mean, Keith Mitchell was there. outside the top 50 in the world, but not he's not Max Homa and John Rahm. Keith Mitchell's in the final group there competing. Now you have Kurt Kitayama. I mean, this is exactly what we want. We want the guys that are – you know, slightly lesser names competing with all the big dogs. And that's what this brings. You start going to these limited events, I think it ruins that. But that's a story for another if day. If you're worried about stars being around the weekend, guess what? Stars are around on the yep. weekend. That's why they're stars. Go back and find me John Rahm's last miscut on the PGA Tour. Long time. Rory yeah. hadn't been missing many. They're going to be there. It doesn't help to have them go off two hours, three hours before the leader and just go through the motions yep. out there off, off the 10th tee. Like, that doesn't make a better product. I don't, I don't know why that's... A change has been necessary because these things have been good, man. But congrats to Kurt. Congrats also to Nico Echevarria, who won down in Puerto Rico, and future guest on Golf Subpar, Akshay Batia, who locked up special temporary membership on the PGA Tour with his solo second-place finish. The kid just turned 21 years old. I'm so pumped for him, man. He feels like he's been around forever because he has. He turned pro when he was 17 years old, been getting sponsor exemptions out on the PGA Tour finally started to play you know kind of like what i think everyone expected of him and probably what he expected of himself but he is now a member of the pga tour yeah i mean he's a guy that since he turned pro at 17 no college that got he's had eyeballs on him from age 17. not a lot of guys can do that 
honestly, last year was the year I think most people expect him to get on the PGA Tour. He won early on the Corn Ferry Tour. Winning out there, you're not locked to get your card, but you're pretty damn close. And then he battles some injuries, ends up just missing out, and it ended up not hurting him all that much. It was just yeah. a couple month delay. But looking forward to having him on very soon. But this week's guest, we got two for a little bit, but we got Tracy West from the Valspar Championship Tournament Director and also General Chair for the tournament down there. And now NFL Hall of Famer, Rondé Barber joins us. We talk a little golf, a little Valspar. Valspar, the most colorful event on the PGA Tour. Do some great things down there with the Caddy Bib nicknames. Um, they're trying to turn it into quite a party. I'm actually hosting a party there That's on Friday talk about, dude. with Rob Gronkowski. Are you ready? Oh, is Gronk going to be Gronk's there? there on Friday. Oh, wow. So now you're going to have to. We talk about it in the interview a little bit. Say how, how you like to dance, but you don't like to talk about it. Gronk's gonna de- Gronk ain't gonna shy away from anything, so you better no, be. He is not, you better be ready to perform. They're doing great things down there. Jordan Spieth, Sam Burns, Justin Thomas will all be in the field down there. It's gonna be a lot, a lot of fun. But getting to talk to Rondé, who is one of the nicest men I've ever come across in my life. I've got to play golf with his twin brother Tiki. But what an NFL career he had. And now to cap it off, he's getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, as he should. He had a hell of a run, all with one team. You don't see that hardly ever. And, not just how long his career was for anyone, but as a corner, that's really hard. Shut down. Corner. Young man's game out there. There's be a corner at that level for that long. It's a hell of a run. He's going to look nice in that gold jacket. All right, let's get to it. Here's Tracy West and Rondé Barber on Golf Subpar. All right, we have two special guests joining us here today. Two of the big fish from the upcoming Valspar Championship. First off, we have tournament director Tracy West, and she is alongside longtime NFL vet, and golf fanatic, the tournament general chair, Rondé Barber. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate you. We appreciate being here. So thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. The time is uh, approaching fast. I know you guys have a lot of new things in store for the Valspar this year. Why don't you tell us about some of the things you have planned for, for this year's event? Yeah, uh, we've got a great set of activities. You know, this is really a fan favorite on, on the PJ Tour. We get a ton of people, you know, 120,000 people come and watch for the week. So it's a very well supported in the Tampa Bay area and really throughout Florida um, coming to, to the tournament. So a lot of fun activities for kids, families um, to do, for military to come out um, and so forth. But really kind of a neat thing each day. We have a theme of the each day of the four days of the competition. So I'll start start with Friday because I'm going to work my way back to Thursday. So, start, so. of course you are. <laughs> yeah. so start, exactly. Starting. Just go, ahead and, just go ahead and bury the lead, Tracy. The, the lead, the lead <laughs> is that we have Colt nosed on our on our rooftop for four days. That's the lead. That's what we should have started with. I hope you got insurance. Oh, boy. I hope you got we'll good insurance, there. too. We'll get there. So let's work our way from Friday through Sunday first. So. Friday, St. Patrick's Day. So obviously a ton of fun. People dressed in green. We're asking the player, the pros and the caddies dress in green. We'll have a lot of green beer. It's just a great party day. Uh, Saturday, we have started a concert series. We, this was our eighth year for the Valspar Live concert. And we've got uh, Darius Rucker coming to play. So we're really excited. So anyone that has a Saturday ticket gets to go to this concert for free. So that's a huge, huge day for us. Um, Sunday, we're actually doing a kind of a big charity day. Um, we've got a really nice relationship with Feeding Tampa Bay, and we're asking all our fans and patrons to bring a canned good with them. And we're going to try and raise, you know, 10,000, 15,000 uh, cans of food um, for the Tampa Bay area and hurricane relief um, south of us. But then Thursday's theme is Rondé Barber Appreciation Day. So obviously with Rondé um, going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2023, it's going to be all about our general chair that day. Um, so we don't even care what players we have. It's going to be all about Rondé, Rondé's day. So we're going to do lots of fun activities. Um, uh, we're partnering with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on this. Uh, there'll be a gate giveaway, a commemorative item that everyone will receive. Uh, he's going to be driving a gold uh uh, yes, basically a gold golf cart all week. Um, we've yes. got lots of, lots of fun areas that are going to be d- uh, devoted to Rondé. Can't even tell them all the, the fun stuff because we want some of it to be a surprise. But it's all going to culminate with a celebration of Rondé and his career and what he means to the Tampa Bay community, not only from a Buccaneer standpoint, but really what he means to this tournament and PGA Tour golf. And on the 18th green, right after play, so a bunch of the Bucks are coming, a bunch of his friends and coaches and uh, obviously leadership from the Buccaneers, leadership from the PGA Tour and the cop 
Copperheads, our host organization. And we're going to, we're going to, and his friends and family, Claudia, uh, we're going to have uh, a really nice celebration for him on the green uh, on Thursday. And we're asking all our fans to come dressed in their favorite, um, you know, Buccaneer gear and obviously number 20. So that, consummate awesome. saleswoman. It's <laughs> a hell of a job. I'm about to buy a jersey right now. It's going to exactly. be a great week. But Rondé, I got to ask you. I mean, growing up playing football, obviously a Hall of Fame career. Did you ever see yourself involved in a golf tournament? Oh my God, no! I grew up in the small town, Southwest uh, Virginia, and I used to see golf courses, drive by them, and be like, "That is the biggest waste of space I've ever seen." <laughs> uh, I didn't get into golf until. I may have played once in college and in my, my last year, my fourth year at Virginia. Uh, but I picked it up when I got here and I never thought I would be involved in golf. I just, I was a fan. You know, I, I watched it. I, I didn't watch TCU or SMU play golf, but you know, I, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I did know that, that golf is, uh, uh, was, was big in Florida. And, uh, my first year here, this is, this is a great story because the guy whose job I eventually ended up taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, this guy's name was Anthony Parker. He was 10 or 11 years in every single Friday. Uh, my rookie year, he's like, Rondy, let's go. We're going to go play golf. I didn't know what I was doing. I was hacking. I was trying to be an athlete, trying to play golf. And, of course, you know, being a good athlete doesn't make you a good, good golfer at all. Uh, but it, it it gave me the bug. And, uh, you know, I'd say 10 years later, I got kind of good at it. And uh, uh, I retired and got involved with this this organization, Copperhead Charities, uh, joined their board. And it's been a a, a nice, steady ride uh, working with these guys since then. And my game has improved definitely since I retired, uh, uh, lost all this bulk. I had, I, I'm, I'm like a normal looking guy. I look like a golfer more than a football player and, uh, the game got better. So, uh, it's been a blessing to be honest with you, be involved with it. And this is, uh, this is just a, you know, kind of accumulation of my years in golf and being a big part of this community, just getting this opportunity to be involved with, uh, Tracy and Valspar in the Copperhead charity group. Yeah, and y'all y'all run one of the most fun events on the PGA Tour. I was fortunate enough to play in it quite a few times. Talk about Valspar and y'all's relationship with them because they stepped up in a big way. In a big way. I mean, this tournament over the years, so it started in 1977, right, as the JC Classic, so the mixed team event, you know, with the LPGA. And then they were JC was a long-term sponsor, but once they stopped and and the event became a, a standard PGA tour event. Yeah, we had a, a various amounts of different titles between Chrysler and Pods and Transitions and even a year without a title. So there wasn't a lot of consistency and a lot of um, you know financial support um, on a consistent basis. Valspar stepped up in a big way to save that tournament in 2014. Um, the tournament was literally hours away from going to Puerto Rico. And and Valspar, um, so ProLink Sports, our company, brought Valspar, um, Hollis Kavner, Valspar to the table, and they became the title sponsor. And now uh, we've had multiple renewals with them, and this will be their 10th year as our title sponsor. But what they bring, guys, in, as you know, in Colton playing, it it's really the 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 strategic direction and the atmosphere, right? Early on, they said this is going to be the uh, uh, tagline, the most colorful PGA Tour event in the world. And and we live and breathe that every day. Um, and it's, so it's more than, hey, they're a fun paint brand. So we get to do a lot of fun things, you know, with their brand on course to really do fun activations for the fans that are coming out. Even things like tiny homes that are painted in their colors of the year to just the look and the feel and the paint chips and the things that they create visually on this golf course. Um, but really just giving us the the funding and, and strategic direction to do a lot of fun things. So we do a lot of activities for our fans. Um, we're a big community happening now. So we've got 144 great PJ Tour pros, but we've got a lot of activities um, here at the tournament uh, and, and it keeps people coming out. Yeah, and I know both of you are out here at the Phoenix Open. And Rhonda, you're probably used to being recruited, you know, coming up. All the colleges <laughs> wanting you to go yeah. there. But you guys were out here actually at the Phoenix Open doing a little recruiting yourself. Uh, Rhonda, what was it like to be on the other side of recruiting? And, and who are you guys talking to? Right. I, well, I had to be there for other reasons as well. Just the uh, the recruiting trip was uh, was, a, was a good, uh, I'll say, first reason to be there. Uh, obviously, the honors was later later that that week. But um, we talked to most of the people Tracy wanted to get in front of were people that uh, or guys, I should say, that uh, had given interest and had said verbally that they were coming. This one just likes to have that look in your eye, 
hey, dude, are you going to show up at our tournament uh, to play? You know, the, the Adam Hadwins of the world, who we who we had a chance to talk to at length uh, uh, and talking about his schedule. One of our challenges, as you guys know, uh, is the schedule that the PGA Tour has created with these designated events. And, uh, you you know, API, uh, uh, play, players, us, and then uh, World Golf Championship. All three of those are elevated. So in order for us to have continued success that we've had for years now, uh, the 10 years that we've been with Valspar, we need guys to play multiple events. Vince, you know, take four weeks and, hey, I got to play four weeks in a row and I need to make a stop in Tampa or in Palm Harbor, I should say, uh, to play the Valspar Championship. So uh, getting in front of guys and and trying to convince them that they should come to us is it's part of the the gig now. Um, I think Tracy's very good at it. She's probably better at it than me. I'm not a I'm not a guy that likes to. Hey, dude, you want to play us? Yeah, promise to come play us. But she's like, you're coming to play us, right? Uh, and it, it was it was a pretty unique experience. I did it last year with her. Uh, we went to Houston, right, Tracy, and uh, uh, along the same vein, trying to get guys just interested and look them in the eye and see if they really want to commit to us. Um, and I, I think we we created some traction with it. And we we got some good commits coming up. I'm I'm excited for it. Th- that won't be our issue. I don't think our field will be our issue. I think five months ago, uh, talking to our board and uh, that was the big issue. Um, uh, golf landscape has definitely changed and we're in a tough spot. And so that's been the biggest issue with some of our sponsors. It's the b- issue with our biggest sponsor, our title with the uh, Valspar, who's going to show up. Um, but I think we've gotten some good player commitments uh, and I, it's becoming less and less an issue. And I'm pretty sure we're going to have a good field uh, come March, uh, March 13th. Yeah. The field's going to be very good. It's one of the best golf courses on the PGA tour, the Copperhead course, very challenging always fun to watch but one of the fun things y'all do is the nicknames on the caddy bibs or they can put whatever they want who came up with that and do you have any favorites yeah exactly you can do whatever you want during spring break well so i have to give andy pazder at the pj tour a lot of this credit um so he and i were talking and he kind of had this idea in the back of his head of taking one of the pj tour tournaments and make it like mlb um, so, so the players week that they have on major league baseball, where they can wear fun socks, they can do, you know, multiple different things. So he said, I really would love you guys to do this because it makes sense. You know, you are the most colorful PGA tour tournament in the world. So he charged us with, Hey, come back with some fun, cool ideas. Um, so our team sat down and Valspar, um, and so forth, and really came up with a, a myriad of different activities, the two mainstays. So we've been doing this for five, six years now. The mainstay being we're the only PJ Tour event that, yes, as you said, can, the players can either put a nickname on the back of their caddy's vest or like their social handle. And oh, yeah, there's, you know, it's there's about the first year, maybe about 10 guys, 15 guys did it. They didn't really know what to expect and what to think. And now we'll probably have about 70, 80 of the guys out of the 144 do it. Um we now have to watch though, because sometimes they'll put on yeah. like one of the play one of the players put on like their tequila brand and our player services person didn't like catch it, you know, because it was in Spanish. Um, you know, but it's so they can't use it to market anything. It's truly just needs to be a nickname um or their social handle. So they do that. And then we're the only tournament that they get to put an honorary observer inside the ropes. So so on the PGA Tour, as you guys know, there's the opportunity uh, where corporate sponsors can put in two people and follow along inside the ropes. You see them all the time on, on the broadcast. The We can have up to five people inside the ropes. So two corporate sponsors, but each pro can put in a family, you know, a guest, a family member. So it's been kind of interesting, you know, it's like marital relations. Like, do I put my wife in a girlfriend? Do I not? Would she be offended if I don't, you know, it's, it's been kind of an interesting uh, dynamic, but those are just a couple of the things that we get to do here at this tournament. And, and just well, to we clarify, like to... it's not, yeah, just to clarify, it's not wife or girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Thursday wife, Friday girlfriend, yeah. Thursday wife or Friday, Saturday, everyone wins, you know, a little oh, something oh, for yeah. everyone. <laughs> That's great. Uh, we, we like to pick on one of your past champions here on the show, Gary Woodland. I think we need to get Jordan Spieth or one of the big name guys to put Gary's phone number on the back of him. Uh, be we'll, great. we'll have some fun. Maybe with his that. credit card number. <laughs> Even better. Yeah. How many digits do we get? <laughs> I'll, right. I'll tell you guys. A, I just want to tell you guys, I think you're doing an incredible job of giving this tournament an identity. It's it's kind of hard to do on the PGA Tour, and you guys are doing a hell of a job doing that. You just mentioned like the bibs and the Darius Rucker, and you got the double decker, which I want to talk about with Colt here coming up. 
one of the things that grabbed my attention and would if I was a player is I believe the winner this year gets to have a mural painted. I don't know if it's of them or whatever they want in a town of their choosing. This seems like the opportunities are endless and I would, would, I would very much like to win that golf tournament. So that's yeah. one of the activations that uh, Valspar gave us uh, really coming out of COVID. And the original uh, activation was back to bright. And we were going to do a mural in, 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 in Tampa. And we ended up doing it in Clearwater at North Greenwood uh, Rec, Rec Center. Uh, and it was a huge success. This guy, local painter, Zulu painter, this is, was his name, uh, put this mural out. And it was phenomenally well received. And so the following year, uh, Sarah Hackney from Valspar, brand, our brand uh, partner from Valspar, said, we want to continue to do this, but it's not back to bright now. It's be bright. Let's continue to be bright. And so uh, we did another mural. And then last year's winner, is, this is where this started, uh, with, the, with the winner of the, the tournament, Brent Snedeker uh, decided to do a mural in, in Tennessee, where, where, uh, where him and Mandy live. Uh, and so that was the first one. Then last year, Sam uh re- repeat uh winner got a chance to do his mural at uh uh actually i take that back brant was the paint can right tracy yeah right it was it was it was uh it was a paint can that's right because sam won two years ago too we sat every pro sign a paint can and then we get we chose one of the pros and it ended up being brant last year was the first time that we allowed the winner to pick his specific city or wherever really he wanted to do it and 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 Sam Burns picked Ruston, Louisiana, which if you've never been to Ruston, Louisiana, it's a, about a town of a thousand, and <laughs> the mural is a big, big deal there. So this year's winner will also get the chance to to do that, and I think their Be Bright campaign uh, is is really important for not only to showcase Valspar paint, but to brand us, to b- brand Valspar and Valspar Championship, and it goes a long way uh, to to really you know kind of quantifying the things that we we do for the PGA Tour. Sam could fit That'd every person in Ruston on that mural. <laughs> no doubt about yeah. it. Uh, I've been there. Could. I have been there. It also, uh, Let's talk a little bit about this double-decker, like where I'm going to be staged. I cannot believe right. y'all are putting me in control of bringing up the players on 18. This is kind of terrifying. Yep. You've got a good run, guys. We're, we're giving <laughs> yeah. you a bike, and this could be very dangerous. But, yes, basically what we're doing is going uh, double-decker for the first time at the Valspar Championship. So our biggest structure on the 18th green, uh, the, it'll be private hospitality underneath. But the upper deck is called the rooftop. So think of just exactly like a rooftop bar theme. And so it'll be a special ticket that people can buy. There's going to be a ton of celebrities up there each day, um, Thursday through Sunday, Colt leading the pack, right? So we're going to give you a mic. So what's going to happen is, and, and and I know we didn't explain this to you because you probably wouldn't have said yes. So we wanted you to say yes first. Basically, there's going to be music. So there's going to be a DJ, DJ Fresh, who's the um, famous DJ here in the Tampa Bay region. He's the DJ for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays, et cetera. He's going to play music in between groups. So just kind of low, just for the people on the rooftop to hear. But then you're going to, after the, uh, the pro groups, hit their approach shot as they're coming up instead of us just doing a normal and now coming to the green is, you know, Jordan Spieth and Sam Burns, you're going to do it. And you're going to say something fun about each of them now. Oh, but, yes. Guys. But, and hang on, but this is going to be heard. So you're on like, this will be surround sound all throughout hospitality and all throughout everyone that's at the 18th green. So you can't mess up their mojo either. So you got to say something fun. So pressure's on, but don't be messing up their mojo. You know, the I have such a cold. great relationship with, with all them out there. And now you're just, you're totally trying to ruin this. Cause I'm going to say something at some point and I'm like, Oh God, guys, Colt's it's, probably it's, too modest to tell you this to your face, but he's also an unbelievable dancer. And he was kind of hoping that in between <laughs> oh, groups with the music yeah. that he could get up top and dance for the people, maybe hey. for some ones or whatever. I'm just saying he's hoping that could happen. So maybe you could facilitate that, but wait till you, he's too wait modest. Till you see the rendering or wait till you show up Colt and you see it, that this rooftop is enormous space uh it's it's beautifully laid out right now there's nothing up there now but you're gonna see you're gonna have plenty of room to do whatever you want to there is a dance floor it's carpeted good there you go very nice cold big 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 expectations here buddy it's 60 degrees in scottsdale and i'm sweating right now this is great (laughs) i love it Drew, well, we can out- love the idea, Drew. Thank you. I'm a, yeah. I'm an idea factory, Tracy. Rhonda, you need anything? I know my guy. I know his skill set. You just holler at me. I got you. You're out. I got a few other you. things churning right now. We'll, <laughs> we'll connect offline, as they say. 
Well, we can't <laughs> wait for it to get going. The Valspar Championship is March 13th through 19th. I'll be there. I cannot wait. Tracy, thank you so much. We're going to talk a little football with Rondé. All right. I love it. Thank you, Tracy. Thanks, Have a great Tracy. week. Appreciate your time. Bye. All right. Rondé, let's get down to some football here. Obviously, congratulations. Yeah. Hall of Fame class of 2023. Let's just start it off right there. What was it like to get that phone call? Oh, uh, God. You know, I've, been, I've been a finalist now three years in a row. I've been, I've been eligible for six years, and I've been a semifinalist all six years. Uh, the last three years, I was a finalist. Last year, I got into the top 10. Uh, so, you know, they, the finalist cuts down to 15. And then, uh, un, unbeknownst to us, you know, and it, my, my presenter told me this, last year I got to the top 10. And once you get in the top 10, it's almost inevitable that you get in. Last year, I got a call from uh, Jim Porter, who's the head of the Hall of Fame now, after David Baker retired. David Baker's a famous big guy, you know. Uh, but Jim Porter called me and said, I think I forgot what the number was, percentage. Of the guys that get to the top 10, it's almost guaranteed that they get in, so your time is coming. And so, so I felt good about it at, after the end of last year. And uh, I had an inkling that this year was going to be the year because uh, talking to Ira Kaufman, who was my presenter at the Hall of Fame, he said, everybody is talking about you. Like, so the traction going into the vote, which was a month ago, was good. And apparently he presented it well. And it was really no doubt that this was going to be my year. So uh, when Derek Brooks came and knocked on my door and he's wearing his gold jacket and they call it the knock, um, I, 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 I was surprised, yes, but I was more relieved and expecting it. And so uh, it was a heck of a moment. I mean, I'm I'm 363 of 371, uh, and there's been 30,000-plus players that played in the professional football because it's a pro football Hall of Fame, not just the NFL, uh, that have played pro football. And to be in that whatever that percentage is, is it's truly all in, all inspiring for me. Um, I'm happy about it, but, but I'm also very excited for the people that, you know, love and care about me. And they, I think they're as happy as I am. So it's, this is awesome. Awesome. Couple of weeks here. Well, it's an unbelievable achievement. I just got to ask real quick about the knock. So do you have any idea like what day it's going to happen or anything? Or yeah, is what if it you're just, not home? Yeah. What if you're not home? Exactly. Oh, I'm on vacation. So here's how this, here's how this goes down. It's kind of a, it's a setup is what it is. So they voted on a Tuesday, right? They called my wife on Wednesday, the next day, and that she heard from him means that I'm in. So it's up to her to keep it a secret from me for a week so they can set up Ooh, this damn. knock, right? Mm -hmm. And then it's her job, or it, it could have been an agent for other guys, whoever it is, to be in a specific place at the specific time. And so she made sure I was home. But I look, I, I get home. I, play, I was playing golf that day. Come back. My mom's at the house. I'm like, why is my mom here? Like she lives in Maryland. She lives in Laurel, Maryland, and she hasn't done much traveling since COVID. And she's here. I'm like, okay. My daughter's home from school. She goes to the University of Chicago. She's in the house. I'm like, all right, something's going on. <laughs> you know, this and it's really what else could it be? Right. Yeah. Why else why else would all these people be here? My best friend comes over. He actually works on the champions on this on the champion store. He's at the house. I'm like, all right, this is this is it. And then like literally an hour later, knock comes on the door and I, I'm going to answer it. Claudia's like, you need to go answer the door. And I go, I see the cameras outside. I'm like, okay, this is it. So That's I held so it together. Cool, pretty, I held it together would have been pretty a good. Hell of a mean prank if Derek Brooks shows up and was like in a gold jacket. You almost made it. Not quite. Better luck next year. Question on the jacket. Do you get to like Augusta, right? They get a jacket for the Masters, obviously. Do you get to keep this jacket? And if so, is this something you get? Like, I'd rock that around town, I feel like. I feel right. like there'd be no occasion where that doesn't play. I, I feel like Derek wears his all the time. Like, he showed him. up at my door. He showed up at my door, and I was like, do you wear that everywhere? <laughs> I was kind of, kind of poking at him. But, yeah, I think you get a couple of jackets. They measured me at the uh, at the Super Bowl, um, at, at our sizing day at the Super Bowl on uh, on that Saturday. Uh, and I think the one that's kept at the hall, there's one that's kept with that I get to keep. So, uh, nice. yeah, I'll, I'll wear it frequently. There's no yeah, doubt about it. it's like a trophy. It. Trophy right. you get to wear. That's nice. Um, going to your golf a little bit. I understand you're a one and a half index. Is that correct? Uh, hold on, let me check. I think it's like a one point two right now, Drew. I mean, you got oh wow, trending you down. On, you got to get on the uh, on the Gen app a little bit. Let's see. You're playing am, way too much golf. I am currently a one point two. Oh, way wow. too much. Golf. So you you know my what that question means? for I play, you? I, that mean that means I play in tournaments and get no strokes. That sucks. Yep. yep. 
there's good and bad to that one point too. Does this make you the best golfer of all former NFL players, not counting quarterbacks? They don't count. They have no, a lot of free time. no. There's there's some kickers like Jay Feely. Yeah, kickers. He, like, yeah. I don't know Feely's what his index good. is. Feely, you got him. Every time I play him, I'm like, you're not that good, but he's good. Um, I think what happens with me is that I play Old Memorial every week, and it's you know, I can shoot 75 there, even because it's my course. But it doesn't travel. It doesn't travel well um, um, because of familiarity of, of that place. But um, it's rated high, and so my handicap goes goes down. But that's just because I know the course. I'm not that good. I, Is I, that I, where you normally I, play? I was sandbagging yeah, already. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I was telling Sleaze about Old Memorial <laughs> earlier, though. Old yeah. Memorial is fantastic, and it's hard. So I live three miles from there. You know, oh, you know Old okay. Memorial, Colt. Old Memorial is a great golf course, but it's a great place yeah. to hang. It's like an extension of my living room, so I'm there all the time. All, the, awesome. all the time. I play out here quite a bit, too. I've been a member at Innisbrook for a number of years before I joined the board. Uh, and then I'm out at, at, at Doyle's place, Dan Doyle's place, the Pelican over in uh, over in Bel Air. So um I, I i get around to play golf I, it's i'm retired i'm retired twice man i played football for 16 years retired did tv for seven years for fox sports that contract went away and so i'm retired twice i'm 47 years old what else am i gonna do you've retired retired twice and you look like you're still training like you're getting ready to go to a nfl training camp like i mean do you ever take a day yeah, off dude, you ever eat something uh, that's not good for you what's your body fat yeah yeah uh it's probably in the teens now when I was playing though, it was like six and a half. I do remember Ooh, that. Six and a half. But, but yeah. it's kind of like you, Colt, in your right. Yeah, that's, yeah. In this pinky right here. <laughs> I'm built for comfort, Rondé, not speed. All right. We mentioned we mentioned earlier with Tracy that y'all were here at the WM Phoenix Open. Give me your thoughts on that. Hey, you, had you ever been here before? Uh, yeah. So I went to so my wife went to school at Arizona State. And so when we were dating. Uh, this guy, Anthony Parker, who I mentioned earlier, went to school at Arizona State and he lived out in Arizona. And so I think it was my second year. So it was 99. We went back out to 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 the tournament. And obviously the tournament I saw a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, was not what I saw in 1999. Uh, I, I remember Tracy and I walked into the tournament on the 18th. Is that gate right there on the 18th fairway and looking over at that kind of panoramic view down 18 you see 17 green right there and then just the massive structure that's 16 all the way in the background horizon it looks like a, a city it looks like a big city uh from that vantage i took a video and i sent it to all my guys i was like this is this is ridiculous but uh walking around that place we were commenting that their wednesday pro-am a celeb pro-am whatever their pro-am is probably has as many people as any two of our days uh, at the Valsford Championship, it's just it's just that crazy. Uh, but it's an awesome event. I mean, and it should be. It's 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 got the reputation that it does because they have a lot of loyal drinkers that want to come and watch a golf. Loyal drinkers. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. That is basically it. It's like two hundred fifty thousand Ruston at Louisiana's on Saturday. I said I said I bet you there's ten percent of the people here that actually care about the golf. The rest oh, of them yeah. are just there for the party. Uh, but That's it's probably it's the awesome. it, Yeah, it's a good place to drink, and there happens to be some golf being played uh, in the peripheral at the same time. Um, when you're watching golf each week, who are your guys? Do you have guys you pull for? Who are you watching? Who do you like to see yeah. win? All that. You know who I like? I, I love root for Tony Finau. Uh, I met him once here at Valspar. This was years ago. And he was in some little restaurant right around the corner in Palm Harbor. And uh, I was with Mark Russell, actually, who I was going out to dinner with Mark Russell. And we walk in. He's like, oh, there's Tony Finau. Let me introduce you. Walked over. He said hello. He was the nicest human being ever. And I I didn't even really know who he was. This is before he gained the traction that he has now in golf. Uh, But him, definitely. Uh, I've always rooting for Sam because now that I know him, um, um, I have the vested interest. He's our two-time champ, so I have to have to pull for him. And he's an incredibly nice guy with incre- incredibly nice family. His wife is wonderful. Caroline's awesome. Um, so, so for them for sure. But in the in the, in the global sense of golf, I I don't know. Maybe uh, Jordan and 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 Ricky. I really want to see because Ricky was a guy that I was that I was kind of. Um, uh, enamored with when he was younger because he's little, right? He's not a big guy. 
got a weird swing, uh, but I love the way he used to put it together, and then he lost it. I want to see him get it back, right? That, that, it's that's getting there. Kind of it's root trending. When I see him, he's getting there. Um, other than that, you know, Colt knows when he played. I liked him. You know. No, 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 no more playing. We Just talking. Him. There's this fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got one fan. Rodney Barber. I knew he was out there. Uh, you mentioned 16 years in the NFL, Tampa Bay Bucks. I know you're in the know. Give us, give it to us right now. Does Tom Brady stay retired? Yeah, I think he's done. I think he's done. He did. It, I think this year was so hard on him. I mean, they won eight games, and it was a, it was hard to win eight games. I mean, they won a division. The NFC South stunk. It was awful. Um, although Carolina got good towards the end of the year. I'm not going to lie. I, I thought Carolina was going to beat us and win the division, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, but I think this year was so hard on him uh, for all the other reasons, too. But professionally, uh, to trying to will that team to, to eight wins and not playing great every single week, I think, was enough. Um uh, I mean, you know how it is. You got you play professionally. You, you you finish the year, and you're telling yourself if you're not successful, you didn't have a successful year. It's over. You're like, I got to go through all this just to do this again. And I think after doing it for 23 years, I think he's finally said enough is enough. He uh, does seem like he wants to spend more time with his kids. So I, I'd say he's 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 retired, retired. So if you're a Bucks fan, the Kyle Trask era in or starts right now. <laughs> Get wow, ready. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Only it's nice to see Tom. Roster. <laughs> That's it. Is that it's the only one? Only Trask. one right now. <laughs> Trask time. It's uh, it's nice to see Tom following in my footsteps though, and signing that three hundred seventy-five million dollar TV yeah, deal. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. what we do after we retire. Right. right. Yeah. Yours was like, <laughs> yeah. That yeah, n- uh, that's not a, even. That's yeah. a nice cushion to land on when you shut it down yeah. from playing competitively. Like that's a soft landing. You know, like, what should I do now? I don't have anything. All that. Oh, here you go. Here's 360 just to talk about the sport you just played. Oh, okay. You and know what? Even, and I'm out. And we don't right. even know if you're gonna be good at it. Yeah, you could be right. terrible, but we already signed you to I'll, it. So I'll be interested to see if he ever does it. I want to. I mean, I don't know yeah. if he will or not. I mean, it, he took a year. He's taking a year, right? Because everybody's expecting him to do Super Bowl. He's like, I'm not doing a Super Bowl. And I'm not calling games in 2024. So now you can expect, or 2023. Now you can expect to see me in 24. What would they they tell you, Colt, if they said, if you said, all right, I'm done with golf. I know CBS wants to hire me, but I'm going to wait a year and then I'm going to jump in next year. What do you think would happen? What would they say? What would they say? Are you, I mean, yeah. And you're fired. Cool. We don't really need you anyway. Yeah. Uh, I signed as fast as they sent me that contract before they changed their mind. And right. Greg Olson doing as good as he's doing right now. Like that's right. it. You know, he's making it look easy, but it ain't. So right. remains to be seen what Tom will do. I got a question, and I'm I've been curious about this for a while. I'm glad I finally get to ask you. You play corner in the league. Your brother running back. Okay. How was that? determined were you always better on the defensive side or did coaches just figure we need one of them on the field at all times yeah. growing up because yeah. you know, the same measurable same everything like how do you end up on different yeah. sides that's a great question i get that a lot and the reality is he was always bigger than me he's bigger than me he's faster than me um so he looked more like a running back i mean i i, dude, I graduated from high school going to university of virginia and we, we ran track as well um uh, so i was a runner but I weighed 149 pounds when I graduated from high school. And so go back to like junior high and like little league. And I was like, maybe the skinniest guy on the team. So Tiki had a little bit more ass. Let's put it that way. Uh, than, than, than I did. And he looked like a running back. I did not look like a running back. So uh, I had to get on the field somewhere. So I just, I played defense in, in rec league and in, in middle school. And even in high school, it was, Hand the ball to Tiki, go right. Hand the ball to Tiki, go left. Hand the ball to Tiki, go to the middle. So if I was going to play running back, I wasn't going to touch the ball anyways. Uh, so I ended up on the defensive side of the ball, and it was it was it was it was a good good decision by me. That was a good smart move. Pretty good coaching good decision. Move. Good coaching move by by both of y'all. It worked out all right for him being running backs and for you being a corner. All right, let's get to the the E nine before we get out of here. I know he might have been bigger and stronger and faster. I just want to tell you this off record: uh, you're better looking. Yeah, right, right. He can't yeah. pull off. Yeah. He can't pull off the stylish grayish beard that I can. He likes to keep he his like, closely shaved so he could look good. I don't know. Whatever. Exactly. I'm definitely better looking. I came no out doubt for about it. it. I have that designation. Yeah, <laughs> older, better looking brother. Oh, exactly, dude. It um, all right. balances. We we ask this to everyone, and if you say Tiki, you have you have to re-answer because that's not fair. If you can be anyone for a day other than yourself, who would it be? 
Eldris Eva. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. E, e, Good it? one. Uh, Idris Elba. Yeah. Yeah, Idris Elba. Yeah, I want to be him. I, I want to be him. I want to be him, too. He's you want to be smooth, him, too? Yeah. He's the Operator. smoothest dude ever. He, I mean, uh, if you have you ever watched the show... Um, it's a British show. It's called, oh, he's a detective and he's just messed up. He's a drunk. Uh, it, it is the best acting I've ever seen. I was like, if I ever came back as a British uh, uh, private detective, I'd want to be that guy that Idris Elba plays in that show. I can't think of the name of the show right now. But, but, I got to check this out. He's good uh, in everything. From no, the wire, Stringer Bell. I never thought right. when I saw Stringer Bell, I was like, "This thing's right. gonna be it." He might be the next. He might be Bond at some. You know point. what? The funny, the funny thing you say that I watched when I was younger. I watched the first episode, the, the first season of that, and I and I just went away from. It. I never watched it again. About five years ago, I watched the whole thing over again, and I was like, I didn't, I did not remember that he was in that. Did not know yeah, that he was <laughs> that he was that that uh, that involved in that show. It, what a great show! The Wire may be the best show ever oh, on TV. Say, that's that, that's one of Slee's favorite. My number one fan forever. After that, oh. every time I saw him, I'm like, oh, Stringer Bell, Stringer Bell's in right. that. Now it's like, dude, that's a that is a, that was a you know that was your stepping stone. Even though I think right. it's the best show ever made, I mean, a lot of people think that. Um, all right, give me my first one here. Let me see where I want to start. All right, give me this one: the one wide receiver you hated to line up against more than anyone. You're just like, damn it, I got a full game. Uh, Randy Moss. And when I first got in the league, we played him twice a year in Minnesota. He was a pain in the yeah. butt, man. Him, well, him, he's, he sucked to cover him, but it also sucked to cover Chris Carter. Like, they have two Hall of Fame wide receivers on that on that team, and they had a guy, Jake Reed, who was about 6'5 on that team. Uh, so Minnesota in general, but really Randy, because he was just he was 6'4 and just the, too athletic to be that big. Uh, he could run, he could catch. Uh, the other guy that I always say is Steve Smith because I played against them most of my career when he was in Carolina, and he was a problem. Like we didn't change our defenses for many people, uh, but we had to make adjustments for those two. So people ask me this question; it's an easy answer. The two guys that we had to change defenses for uh, were were Steve Smith and Randy Moss, and they were tough. Steve Smith is like like a small like a small version of like a tight end. But he's only, he's like yeah. five nine, you know, uh, two hundred pounds, and he wore, outworked you, and he played like he was six five, two fifty. He was all he was awesome player. All right, side, physical side question: Better trash talker, Steve Smith or Randy Moss? Ooh, that's a oh. So here, here here's a good one. With uh, Randy was kind of quiet. I mean, he got that country accent. He just you know he kind of <laughs> all right, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna get you. Don't you know? Steve Smith, if you got him mad, he turned into a better player, right? And so I used to go into every game and go, walk up to him pre-game, give him a hug. You know, what's up, man? How the wife? How's the kids? Yeah, man. Season's going good for you, right? He's like, man, he's and I get him talking and like get him friendly, you know, because I didn't want him to be mad at me. If he got mad at you and he started talking, because he could talk, man, he would purposely start a fight just to get himself going. If oh, yeah. he got him upset, it was over with. So I was like, hey. Good play man, you make a catch on me. Yep, good catch, bro. Good catch. <laughs> I just didn't want to be a big dog. <laughs> You're the best. Yeah, I met awesome. him last or la at the Phoenix Open. He was on the phone with somebody, someone's introduced me to him, and he was just giving somebody the business on the phone. Yeah. I was like, maybe now, maybe now, not yeah. the time. Not, and he's not a good time. Big dudes, big, bigger than you think. All right, next one Do Tiki and Rondé Barber are they the greatest set of twins in the history of sports? Yes. What other the only other it? one that would be close, I feel like, is the Bryan brothers in tennis. I mean, but they've teamed up together and they're pretty good. But well, to have I'll two play that, different positions, different teams. Yeah, look, two, two, two of us, both the best at their respective teams at their respective positions. One's in the Hall of Fame. Tiki has an argument to be in the Hall of Fame. He's one of he's one of one. He's the only guy in NFL history with. 10,000 yards rushing, 5,000 yards receiving, and 1,000 yards returning. There's in, During his career, there, his only peers really were LaDainian Tomlinson and Marshall Falk. Those are the only two guys that had reception, reception and rushing numbers like, like Tiki did, except Tiki doesn't get the love. So he has a case to be in the Hall of Fame. So are there any other twins that have Hall of Fame credentials? I, I, no, not right. that I know of. Settles up. I think Settles twins up. is a slam dunk. Brothers, you open up the door to some other dude. Oh. The Kelseys right now are doing some oh, things. But Kelsey's, like, yeah, twins, the, I think you got that. Bosa's, I think you got a monopoly on that. 
Yeah, there's yeah, the so Bosa's, many brothers. Yeah. There's a thousand brothers in the, it seems like in yeah. the NFL right now and obviously other sports as well. But yeah, twins got that one cornered, buddy. You got you got a you got a good set in golf actually right now. Rasmus and I can't remember the other one, oh. Hoygard from over yeah. they play on the European tour, like right. DP World Tour. The Hoygard uh, brothers. About, They'll be on the Ryder Cup uh, too. Um uh the we just gave a sponsorship in uh Cootie, right? Don't aren't the twins? Oh the Cootie yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. They're very good. Have you heard the story about them, by the way, how they both got hurt? No. Oh, yeah. This is some, you might appreciate this. They are twins. Weird shit. They are at workouts for golf at the University of Texas. They're doing like a relay race, and the last leg is them, and they're sprinting, fighting to the finish, and they run through the end zone into the the mat that is at the back wall, and they break the same bone in the same arm at the same time. At the same time. Yes. It's, you can't make it up. So, get this. Get this. Tiki and I. It's weird. Tiki broke his forearm. I broke my forearm. Different years, right? Tiki tore his PCL in his right knee, like in early 2000s. I tore my PCL in my right knee, like a couple years later, 2000. It's it's bizarre. It's bizarre Man, that, that you just told weird. me that. <laughs> it's yeah. just crazy. Some little telepathic uh, stuff going on. You can communicate without talking. There's a lot of weird stuff going on yeah. there. Um, that's, that's just All right, we talked about... The- <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, we talked about this with with Tracy a little bit earlier, but if you're, let's say you were playing in the Valspar and your brother was caddying for you, okay, yeah. and so you get to put whatever you want on the back of the bib. What are you putting on for Tiki? <laughs> oh, if, if Tiki's wearing it, yeah, yeah, he's uh, wearing it. Uh, uh, I could say something really bad, but can I say something bad on that's this? That's what project? we're here for. Yeah, Sloppy of course, that's what we're here for. Sloppy seconds. Sloppy seconds. <laughs> I like that. That's yeah. good. That's, yes. good. <laughs> That's very good. I like that a lot. He came, he yeah. came out of the womb second. He's going He's going to have to get in the Hall of Fame second. I'm, I'm just better at everything. So he's second. Yeah, man. dude. You just lead the way. <laughs> oh, that's right. awesome. You should set that up. I'm sure you could get it. You're playing out there at some point. Maybe get him to come down. Don't tell him about yeah, the bit, well, though. He, he actually comes down. He plays in uh, our celeb stuff on my on Sunday before and monday he's he runs marathons now so he's running our 5k that we have on a sunday morning uh uh prior the prior to our week so the 12 um but yeah he he, he's down he he doesn't play a lot of golf he's he's probably he could probably be colt these days but you know he's Uh, (laughs) false i have played with that man and he will never beat me at the game of golf (laughs) sorry tiki i love you but i don't think i'll ever see him again ever without thinking sloppy seconds like i think it's one of those things that's just gonna (laughs) stick with me probably oh sloppy seconds yeah no not ronde yeah he did tell me the this is my next question the only bragging right on the golf course he does have on you was on draft day yeah he's got that he's got tell us a story about draft day so I don't. So this is funny. So I don't remember if this is a fake story or if it really happened. So on draft day, so I'll give you the whole draft day. We we actually play golf. We play golf with uh, a, a friend of ours who was the uh, who was our RA our first year at, at UVA. His name is Chip Roy. He's actually a senator from uh, or congressman from yeah. from Texas now. Um, a great guy, but he 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 was with the golf team at the time at University of Virginia. He's like, you can take you, I'm gonna take you guys to play golf, so you're not thinking about where you're gonna get drafted. You know, it, back then it wasn't the televised event that it is now. It was you just got a call. You know, hey, we're gonna pick you. So we're on, I think, 16 at Birdwood Golf Course in in Charlottesville, where the where the UVA team plays, and we're in the middle of fairway. He gets a call. It's Jim Possible. Tiki, we're going to draft you with the sixth pick of the second round. Great. Ah, da, da, da. Tiki hits his shot, and apparently he birdies it. That's his first ever birdie. See, now I can't remember if it's hyperbole or if we just made that up uh, uh, or if he actually really did it. I don't think he actually really did it, but I think we use that as a story just to be cute. But, the re- but here's what happened next. So the third round, I get drafted six pick of the third round. The third round is literally three hours later, right? So I'm waiting <laughs> forever. We go to dinner. I'm like, I got a yard of beer. We go to this place. I got a yard of beer. I'm just I'm like on my fifth one. I'm like, there, I'm not getting drafted. <laughs> I'm not getting drafted. Uh, and then it finally comes. Tony Dungy calls me. I get picked 
30 picks behind him. So he definitely has that designation over me. He always will. But I'm calling BS on that birdie. It didn't happen. I'm just he, saying it didn't happen. To be fair, he didn't He didn't tell me about the birdie. He just said, I got drafted on the 16th hole. Ronde got drafted well into the 19th hole. <laughs> he goes, the last time I have any bragging rights on the golf course against yeah, him. That's about it. That's about, that's about right. That's good. Can have- I like that. That's good. Um, all right, give me this here. I know you played corners. So you're not involved like the lines were, but the scrum when there's a fumble. Yeah. Give me what kind of gnarly stuff goes on down there. What's the worst thing hey, you've ever seen at the bottom of a scrum for it, a fumble? It, you everything. Imagine it. Imagine it, and it happens. I avoided mm-hmm. piles like the play. You know, and there was a reason because there was a guy that played for Virginia. His name is Anthony Poindexter. He was coming, walking up, running up to a pile. And a guy jumped over a pile and just blew out his knee, destroyed his career. He never he had played like a year in the in the uh, in the NFL, but he was the best player I've, I'd ever played with. Piles are gnarly, man. You get in there, and there's only you're only in there for one reason to get the ball right at the bottom. If it's a loose ball and you're trying to get the ball, pe- people will do whatever is necessary to get the ball because once you're in the pile, they can't see it. And, and back when I was playing, the, the cameras didn't really zoom in on it. Now it's like it's a clear fumble recovery, like plays over. Back then, the ball could change hands three times underneath the pile. Um, and so, you know, chin straps, uh, you know, all this stuff, wrestling Fish moves, hooks, grab your crotch, whatever. It didn't matter. Nuts. It, it did not matter. Every, anything went underneath there. And he just you're trying to get people to let go of the ball, man. Um, but I scored on six. I scored six t- touchdowns on fumbles in my career. And every single one of them was like a good bounce. So I was just kind of running away from the piles. I hate piles, dude. Hate them. No scrums for Ronde. That's why you played 16 years. Yeah. Not that, nothing good happens in piles, man. Well, yeah. Nothing, nothing that we can talk about good happens in piles. Yeah. <laughs> every time I see him, I'm like, what is going on down there? Just all kinds of mayhem. Uh, all right. Next one. I don't care how old you are. You'll always remember the first time you meet Michael Jordan. Yeah. Give me your first time you met the great MJ. Oh man. It, it, so this was my, the year we got drafted, uh, this was prior to that. And we were with my manager, my uh, financial manager at the time from CS, CSI and we're in Carolina and it's me, Tiki, Jamie Sharper. If you remember that name, played for the, for the uh, Baltimore Ravens, uh, James Ferrier, he got drafted by the Jets, but all Virginia guys. And they're taking us out to a club and, um, I forget what club it was. It was somewhere in Carolina. We go in the door. Javon Curse was with us. If you remember that name, all same managers. Wow, yeah. And and walk in, and we're just kind of walking through. And there's like this little balcony up top there, right? And sitting there, and I'm like, cigar in hand. I can kind of just kind of leaning over the deal. Like that's my Michael Jordan. I've never been awestruck until that point. I'd never been awestruck, and I was like, that's Michael Jordan holy you know and just it just mind blown yeah. right i don't even remember what happened the rest of the night but the first time i met him was in tahoe like tahoe i don't know if tiki told you this story cole but so this was let's say 2006 or 7 um i'm playing tiki's carrying my bag actually he wasn't nice. carrying he was sloppy. as he should be sloppy and uh tiki and i walk in with some friends and go to this, to this club that's at the at the at the hotel and there's this one table that's kind of sitting off by itself. We're novices. We have no idea what we're doing. We're just like, where, where, where do we do? Like, we go to the bar. We just sit at this table. So we just, we took the table, right? And just sat there. And about 10 minutes later, 15 minutes later, this huge hand comes over my shoulder and just like, it's like, hey, boys, you're sitting at my table. It was MJ. And I'm like, uh sorry uh you know sorry uh and he's like now nah, y'all stay there it looks like you need it more than i do and he sent us over some drinks and i was like <laughs> 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 we, so we sat there the whole night awesome. at, at mr jordan's table um but yeah that was the first time i met him I, I spent some time with him he uh his coach doug collins was uh coaching remember when he was at the uh at the wizards at the uh, end of his career uh, Doug was John Lynch's neighbor in San Diego. And so John and I went over from Tampa to go watch them play the magic. And I, I remember it will game MJ, one of his, maybe in his last season, MJ's last to come out of the showers. We're sitting in the locker room talking to Doug and MJ pulls up a chair and the four of us sat there for an hour and just talked about whatever it was. It was pretty awesome, man. So 
he's uh, he's so a legend, cool. man. He's sixty years old. He's still a legend, dude. He always yeah. will be. Always, always will be. Always will be. Uh, all right, my last one here. I need complete honesty out of you here, Ronde. All right, at right. any point in your lives, did you and Tiki ever do the old twin switcheroo? I'm talking a date, sports, put on his uni, school, anything. No, there's uh, in school. Not one time? In school, certainly not, because Tiki is a dork. You know this, Cole. Tiki is a nerd, man. He is, <laughs> I would, if he would, he would have gone to my classes and, and aced them. I would have gone to his classes and been like brain spinning, man. Like he was, he's valedictorian of our high school. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. There is supposedly one girl that knows us both biblically, but she knew what she was doing. Okay. Fair. Okay. I was about to say, dude, I need you to take one for me. This girl's driving me crazy. Slide in there. Just give a, just be a horrible date and get this thing over for me, dude. All right. Yeah. Last that, one. That one. <laughs> All right, good. All right, I knew there had to be. All right, last one. Um, I've heard you've pretty much played golf everywhere, including Augusta National. How many times have you played Augusta National? Only played it one time, uh, and it was and well, it was with someone. Yes, somebody that I intercepted for a touchdown once, but it was one uh, of the great, <laughs> it was one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah, uh, uh, Peyton took me to Augusta. It was pretty cool. Um, I went to school with Peyton's wife, Ashley, graduated from the uh, McIntyre School of Commerce at UVA with us. So I've known Peyton since he was 18 years old and uh, maybe 19 years old. He was he was still uh, maybe a second year at uh, at University of Tennessee. And so he uh, he put together a trip with him, uh, his uh, brother-in-law, Will Thompson, who played at Virginia. Uh, and then another quarterback who who actually li- lives in Augusta now that was also at, at Virginia, this guy named David Rivers. And he called me and he said, this was four years ago. Yeah, because it wasn't my 20th. It was my 19th anniversary. And he goes, hey, what are you doing February 26th? And I'm like, nothing. Why? My anniversary is on February 24th. And I was like, nothing. Why? He's like, You're, you want to do a wives trip to Augusta? And I'm like, Yes. Claudia, mm-hmm. we're not we're no longer going on our anniversary trip. We're going to Augusta. So that was it. Have fun, honey. Yep. Yeah. Here we Good go. news for everyone, babe. <laughs> right. So she got she got to play. Ask- we did the par three. She got the she got to play the uh, I think the back nine. She, she they just wanted to play nine holes. I think they played the back nine. Uh it's awesome. It's, I've been there many times to watch a tournament, but to get on it, unreal. Special place. Is it man. your favorite? Um, yes, because you know, every hole, I mean, having never played it and yet, you see, you know, every single hole, every single shot and not that I executed it at all, but, uh, it, it was, it was pretty cool, man. That's awesome. Well, Rondé, thanks to you and Tracy for joining us. Can't wait to see you at the Valspar here in just a few weeks. Really, yep. really appreciate cool. you coming on with us. Colt, I can't wait to put you to work, buddy. It's going to be fun. <laughs> get that, Rondé, get that dancing set up. Get that dance floor set up. No, he's helping. He's set that. up. All right. <laughs> he said he's not going to do it unless he can dance. You are the worst. So I'm out of here. <laughs> I'll send you some highlight reels, some, some sizzle reels. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rondé. Appreciate it. Thank you. See you, you guys. All right. Well, that was a fun one, Slee. So Sitting to talk with Tracy West, Rondé Barber about the Valspar. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to get down there. But let's just touch on Rondé. I mean, can you imagine? Obviously, he kind of sensed something was getting set up when all of a sudden his mom was in town. All of a sudden, everybody was being kind of weird. And then Derek Brooks knocks on your door. That's how you find out you're in the Hall of Fame. Huge missed opportunity. You didn't get in. No, nope, wanted sorry. to come say hi. It was close. Maybe next year. Hello, friend. Fella. See you later. Flew your mom in. Thought she'd want to hear it firsthand. But, man, what, a, what an honor that is to be among some of the select few to get put in the NFL Hall of Fame. And he deserves it. He's a stud. Do, also doing a great job down there at Valspar. But get how about, Tiki into the mix and let's get that sloppy seconds on the old uh, bib. How good is that? I That'd love this nice. idea they do. I mean, this this should be a bet with some players. We should have had this going on. So at Valspar, obviously they do. The caddies can put a, a name on their bib instead of just having Stoltz. You can put something fun on there if you want. Players should have a little action. You know, maybe the week before, low guy gets to pick what goes on. Obviously, nothing inappropriate. Oh, of course. But of course, it would be nothing a lot of inter- fun. Be great. I mean, we got Harry Higgs and Joel Damon getting naked on the 16th green naked. at Phoenix Open. You know what I mean? Let's spice this naked. thing up. I think it'd be Drink perfect. Cold beer. Perfect. Drink a little cold <laughs> beer. Exactly. But there's some good good shit that could be put on those bibs that I think would, you know, juice up the action a little. You're sitting there in 45th and the guy you're betting is in 40th. Like, oh my God. 
we got to make a move here. What would you put on mine? Dumb shit. No, I'm kidding. That's nice. Thank you. <laughs> I'd, uh, I would put, um, I'll have to do some thinking on that. Yeah, I agree. It would take a little time. Put, you can't uh, just put some gravy sleeves or no. sleeves. We got to go something. Way Wait, more like, creative. who's done goods? Like, Joel Damon put kick me, I think, on the back of Geno's, didn't Mark he? Mark Hubbard had something to do with a cougar. Yeah, like leaping cougar. Yeah, yeah something like that. Cougar, leaping yeah. cougar. Some dudes put their Twitter handle. I think we could spice it up a little, but I'm sure there's also some parameters on what's allowed and what's not. That's why sloppy seconds. I was like, that's sloppy good. seconds. That's not is a good. Fit, you know what I mean? That's, that's good. We ain't violating anything. All right, well, let's get to some picks this week. Last week we had some fun. Mm-hmm. Scott, first off, Scotty Scheffler had a great chance to win the golf tournament. Made bogey on the last. Really hurt me, um, and a lot of my stuff I have going on. But we did a little fun parlay to top twenty. My guy, Corey, our guy, we pick him, it seems like, every week. I also like him again this week at the players, shockingly. Um, but we had top 20 for Corey Connors, Will Zalatoris. Connors was in there all week and then kind of threw up on himself a little bit on the weekend, made a lot of mistakes, ended up finishing T21. I actually feel better that he did that because I was like, damn it. <laughs> I had Zalatoris. He hadn't even been sniffing when he, he greased out the cut, and I was like, here we go. Get off early on the weekend. Go do something. This is backdoor top 20 waiting to happen. Clearly wasn't gonna happen late, and I was like, "Oh God, I'm gonna get here. I'm gonna get the the wrath for for messing up the bet." But we're gonna it's come back strong this we're week. We're gonna come I'm back going with a another parlay safer with my picks this yeah, week. Yeah, we'll come back with another parlay this week. It's a big time event, the Players Championship. Forty three of the top fifty, twenty five million dollar purse, four point five million to the winner. No big deal. Um, it's hard to go wrong. Obviously, I feel like you're gonna take one of the top guys here. Not many people fluke it around here. Except for maybe me when I got a little hot one day. But that's a story for another day. I remember uh, but, that day. Yeah. Course record, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, oh, correct. It'll be up on the screen. Well, it'll Somebody be there. shout it out. Smiley Please nobody break it. Out. It's all I have left. <laughs> yeah, for the love of yeah, God, okay. be shit weather again. Uh, for my favorite, uh, I'm going with a past champ around here. He's one of the best iron players in the game, which I think is very important around here. The weather does look pretty good. I mean, they're, they're saying wins, you know. 10 to 20 possibly, but nothing crazy like we saw last year. That was fun though, wasn't it? It was. He was in good shape going this weekend. Didn't have the weekend he wanted at Bay Hill, but yes, he rises to the occasion in these big time events. He's going off at 19 to one. I think that's some pretty good value. JT, Justin Mm, Thomas. Okay. Yep. Past champ place. um, He can shine. There's nothing bad to say about a JT pick. I'm also playing it a little closer to the top of the betting boards than I have in weeks past. My guy's 17 to one. Coming off a T4 this past week, just two shots behind Kitayama. Made a nice little move. Final round, minus four. Uh, Hasn't had his best stuff uh, in years past at Sawgrass, which I can't really understand. Throw away last year. Throw away last year because, like, the weather's up. But it hasn't been great. But I'm like, how? How is it not? I don't think there's a bad course for him. But this one is just like, this should be tailor-made. I'm going Patrick Cantlay. I could be wrong on this. But I believe him and Xander Shoffley have both missed three cuts in a row at the players. He's definitely missed at least the last two. I know okay. that, which is, I mean, how many cuts have they missed, period? Yeah. All right, my dark horse, It's this is some value right here, but I love his iron game. If it does happen to get windy, he's very good in the wind. He's got a T7 and a T5 here at the players. This is possibly a top 20 bet for, for me, but if you're going to go outright winner, you want to get a little dangerous, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. why not take just follow Jesus, fairway Jesus, Tommy Ooh. Fleetwood. Yeah, been a while since we had a little fairway Jesus 85 pick on the to show. 85-1. 85-er? Yeah. God, that's hard to believe. Given a couple years ago. All right, Fleetwood in the house. I'm going to go with another guy, Colt, as opposed to my favorite pick, who doesn't have the best track record here. This guy's got his nice little form around Sawgrass. 13th last year, 8th the year before. If it's windy, I love him even more, but he gets it going. He's won big-time turns before. Major champ going off at 48-1, to Shane Lowry. And oh. playing good. Like he's, I mean, dude, he's just so due for a win. He deserves one at this point. Made a hole-in-one at 17? Yeah, exactly. No big just deal. Just good vibes. And he just... Can the kid get one? He got pimped last year at the Honda. The weather kind of came in and messed him up. You know, got that bad break on the 72nd. He did like, win he's an, been club. You know, he won an open championship in Ireland. That's true. <laughs> Pretty that was, good. Well, yeah, that's. But I'm saying since then, like, give my give the kid one. You know, what I mean? hey, listen, you're not gonna hear me root against Shane Lowry. I love that man. He's my guy. But it's time to drive for show and bet for dough this golf season on FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get a no sweat bet up to one thousand dollars back in bonus bets to tee off the PGA Tour season. You can have top 20s, head-to-head matchups, parlays like we're going to throw at you. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. They're always hooking you up with great odds. And when you win, you get paid instantly. And if you're in Massachusetts, get ready because FanDuel is coming soon. Make sure you check out FanDuel.com slash Mass and take advantage of their great pre-live offers. So step up to the tee and take a swing at betting the PGA Tour. 
Go to FanDuel.com slash subpar and sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash subpar to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. FanDuel, official betting operator of the PGA Tour. All right, FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, call 1-800-327-5050, or visit mahelpline.org slash problem gambling in Massachusetts, or visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY, or text hope in NY, that's 467-369 in New York, or 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Get rich, but get rich responsibly, obviously. Exactly. It's going to be a great week out at TPC Sawgrass. Nobody shoot lower than 63. That's all (laughs) I have to ask. We'll talk to you on next week's Golf Subpar.